Your herb, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice, check one. My mic sound nice, check two. My mic sound nice, check three. Are you ready? Welcome to the Black Delegates Podcast. Today's date is October the 14th, 2019. We're on episode 81. 81, the great Terrell Owens. Shout out to Yo. Broken alone, but that's okay. It's cold. In honor of T.O., I went outside today, took my shirt off, I did some push-ups and sit-ups in the driveway. Mm, in the front yard? <laughs> yep, yep, in the front yard. So yes, neighbors yes. are looking at me crazy, but you know, in honor of T.O., we don't celebrate Columbus around here, so it's T.O. Day. Right, happy T.O. Day, everybody. Welcome to the most sophisticated podcast, mm, this side of the Mississippi. So this one, we come in live almost from St. Louis. <laughs> almost. Yeah, it's almost live. It's live for us, not for them. You know how it go. Uh, as you can hear, I got Ghetto Phenom. Yo, yo, what's up? Thanks what's up, for tuning in again. Good to be here. Yep, yep. And who else I got on the line? I got Box Wine Poppy. Paul. Paul. Uh, if y'all haven't noticed, Paul, not on the show, Baby was born. Baby was born yesterday. Shout out to Paul. Shout out to Box Wine Baby. I just want to throw it in there because Juice, Juice Box Baby. Juice Box Baby. That's baby. right. That's right. Welcome. He can't be drinking wine. He's underage. What am I thinking? That's right. Welcome into the world, man. I, I sent my congratulations to to his wife uh, just now. I did apologize though and told her I'm sorry that Paul is the father. <laughs> uh, other than that, <laughs> good times. Good times. So let's see. Let's get into this week in blackness. Ishmael, beside uh, you know, looking at Paul's baby pictures, what else uh, you get into this week? Man, my week was actually pretty slow motion. I had a box wine poppy type week. No, not oh. popping out babies, but uh, Paul flying all over the globe. How his uh, week was trash. His week was boring. Nothing happened. That pretty much was my week. It's been pretty low key. Uh, took a couple days off work. I took off Friday, took off today just to relax a little bit, just to chill. Of course, on Friday, folks was hitting up my phone at like 9 a.m. saying the internet was out and they were having some technical issues. So had to walk them through that. Uh, but they were like, are you coming into the office? I was like, no, no, no. That's <laughs> not about to happen. So right. uh, got that taken care of pretty quickly. Basically, just a router reset, and they were back in action. Um, but other than that, yeah, man, I've just been been pretty low-key. I did, uh, on Sunday, I did go, you know, we talked about it before, my nephew's book club, Books and Bros. Uh, he had a meeting there, so went mm-hmm. and did the Books and Bros. Um, and I don't know whether I talked about it on the show yet. I know I hinted at it a while back, but I couldn't really divulge uh, all of what happened. You know, you got the NDAs. I was, I was talking about my nephew had. Some Is this when you were talking about the cameras and all that kind yeah, of stuff? Come all up in yeah, the crib I was wondering about like that. that. Okay. Yeah, so we finally are able to take off the curtain of that whole situation. If you remember, you know, longtime listeners, that was back in. 
November, I believe. I think that was around. That was a long time ago. Thanksgiving time. Yeah. And have not been able to talk about it, but this past week it became public information. So, Ryan, this will be of interest to you. I know you are a fan of comic books and graphic okay. novels and things of that nature, right? Yeah. I think you're a fan of the Marvel Universe. Is that an accurate statement? That is accurate. Don't tell me you're a superhero. You got powers? I am not a superhero. <laughs> But my nephew, Sydney, is a superhero. What? So, you know, the Disney Channel's launching their new uh, streaming. Disney uh, Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. November Ryan's 12th. already got it on, on deck. It. He already pre-ordered. Pre-ordered. <laughs> I ain't pre-ordered it, but I was fin to. <laughs> if, my, if my boss ain't walking in my office, I was about to. Yeah, right. Well, you're, the, you're the perfect person. You'll definitely be pleased with this. So, they got a show coming out. It's called Hero Project where they go around, they follow, like, kids who are making, you know, earth-changing decisions, actions, activities, things like that. So my nephew, Sidney, was chosen for this hero project. Uh, He actually has a limited edition Marvel comic where he has his own comic. You know, it's a little short one I'm holding it in my hand right now, but it is Marvel. It is legit. I have to send you some photos of it. So, uh, whenever that comes out on Disney Plus, make sure you check it out. Uh, like I said, my nephew Sydney just doing it big. We kind of had to have that under wraps for almost a year now, but that'll be coming out in November. I want to say November second is when it uh, first starts to air. But uh, okay. but yes, it's a pretty big deal, man. Yo, Sydney been on a world tour, man, for like the past year. Facts. Every time I turn around, this dude on TV, wasn't he on Steve Harvey or something? I'm like, man, yep, he was, he was Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey doing show. all kind of stuff. All y'all need to do is be on Family Feud, man. You should have just told him you want to be on the feud. <laughs> right. And he actually uh, is about to go back to New York, I think. And I think he's been to New York now probably four or five, maybe six times now. Um, so he has to go to New York because they're kind of bringing all the families from this hero project together. And so he's going to New York here in the next week or two um, to be a part of that. They were going to come back to St. Louis, but they said, you know what, let's bring all the families out here. So I remember I was talking to my sister yesterday, and she was telling me, you know, maybe four or five years ago, Sydney was like, oh, I want to go to New York. You know, like that was one of his dreams and now he's been there you know it's almost like a second home because he's been there five or six times so shout out to sydney shout out to books and bros uh just keep on doing big things keep on growing that's what's up that's good to hear man good to hear so what else that's it that's it that's about it man book club like i said i've really been chilling around the house catching up on snowfall i had gotten behind on that so I've been uh, catching up on the snowfall. I'm up to the current season, about halfway through the current season. So, uh, shout out to them. Shout out is to that Franklin worth, Saint. Is that worth me checking out, man? I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm anti drug dealing shows. I'm sick of them. But if it's, if it's really worth my time, uh, I definitely check it out. If it's just a, a good piece of cinema. Yeah, it's, it's it's a good show, man. I enjoy it. It's it's one of the better shows on TV. Um, but it just depends. I mean, it really is about 
when crack kicked off in the hood. Uh, so it is a drug show, you know, drug-related show where they talk about, you know, they got young black men selling rocks. They got um, Hispanic folks, you know, going and... And, um, and white boy Rick. Bringing white it over. Rick. You okay. said who? And white boy Rick. Who was white boy Rick? It was a movie called White Boy Rick. Oh, I know. He was a uh, he was slinging cocaine, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you liked, did you like The Wire, or did you watch The Wire? I watched The Wire uh, for a few seasons. I don't think I watched the entire run, but I'm I'm pretty sure I watched three seasons. Yeah. If you liked The Wire, you probably like this. It's not the same. It's not the cops and robbers dynamic, at least not to the same degree. Um, but but it's good. I mean, if you like The Wire, if you liked um, Breaking Bad, then I think you'll like it. So okay. I had just I really I watched the first season when it first came out, and I thought it was dope. And then I got so much into streaming and Netflix, I really just kind of fell off of. I told you even Walking Dead and all my regular TV shows, I just fell off of. So uh, I was like, man, let me go back and watch this. So I watched all of the second season. Now I'm halfway through the third season. And yeah, it's an excellent show, man. So Okay, cool, cool. Watch watch at least a couple episodes and let me know what you think. I might, I might. We'll see. When I'm when I'm in a to the listeners, let me know. (laughs) Gotta be, gotta be. So what about you? How was your week in blackness? I'm sure you My week was similar, man. It was cool. Uh, not too much popped off, but I do have quite a bit of notes down here. Uh, that I just threw on. Right. So, saw so these notes. I thought it was on nah, and popping. Nah. I was like, man, I'm like, man, everything. we talk about this on a podcast. But uh, I did have an opportunity to watch since we was talking about drug dealer shows. Then I will start with that one. Uh, my wife was watching a show on the uh, the Oprah Winfrey Channel, own called uh, David Makes Man. David Makes Man. Now. The reason why I'm bringing this up again is a drug dealer show. It looked like they sell, look like they selling dopes. But again, again, I didn't watch but like 20 minutes of it. But those 20 minutes that I watched was some fantastic acting by that dude. So it, him and his boy was just in a room yelling at each other about what happened. They was crying. They was spitting, and I'm just <laughs> like, yo, this is real right here, and I liked it. So uh, any man of dudes was acting they butt off. So just off the strength of that. Uh, everybody in that whole, you know, well, the 20 minutes I saw, however long it was, I, I might've saw the whole, most of the episode. Uh, but everybody in there was, was acting they butt off. So anytime you got some good acting, it was some great dialogue up in there. Everybody seemed pretty, uh, realistic and, uh, you know, some A performances. Mm. So, uh, definitely a show. I'm probably going to tell the wife, let me, let me hop on next time she, uh, she watching it. They slinging rocks on own. Who would have thunk it? I know, Oprah. What's, what are you thinking? Oprah from the streets. <laughs> <laughs> what if Oprah was from the streets? What if she's right. really a kingpin? Well, she a queenpin right now. Right, hey. All these, all the rocks that come across in the United States, across the border, it all go through Oprah. Hey, that's, that's she how. She like Gus's free, Justice Fried Chicken. Yeah, the o- <laughs> own and the Oprah Winfrey show, like all that's just, that's just the front. That's the business the front. front. That's how she wash her money. Whole career has been a front. Right. She really does uh, El Pollo Loco. Right, moving weight. She the real Tight. Rick Ross. 
Hey, Oprah would be a dope drug dealer too because you know she don't be taking she don't be taking no shorts, man. She probably be she'll excommunicate you quickly. You know she'll she'll put you down if you come up short. She ain't playing, man. That that's a that's a, a little skit right there. We might can work that out. Yeah. Look at all the people she put on, man. Dr. Mm. Phil, you know he was on some Ayanla, <laughs> <laughs> she oh, be hugging everybody. She... she probably be dropping rocks in the pockets mm-hmm. when she giving them yeah. hugs. That's a hand-to-hand. That's classic, oh, man. Oprah Winfrey Rock Network. Okay. Moving all that right. weight. You know how Oprah's weight you know, used to go up and down <laughs> real big? She probably been the same weight the whole time. She just That's why in. she bought Weight Watchers. Dog. Yep. There you I, go. I had no idea. I there you no go. Idea. Putting it all together. We need that conspiracy theory music. My bad. We on to you, Oprah. Yeah, we figured it out. Queen pen. So other than that, though, man, I did get a chance to watch some bad black shows <laughs> that I wanted to talk about. Y'all, you know this my favorite uh, favorite uh, part of TV, Ishmael, is when I can find a, a, black, a black movie or TV show that's just trash. And you'd be like, how did this get greenlit? But I was watching a show called Fanatic. Fanatic, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's got the dude from the game. Don't ask me who these people's names are. I'm dude terrible with it. I'm going to tell game. you their characters and or the show that they own, and that's it. I remember him being on the game when my wife was watching the game. That's it. Uh, <laughs> and then helpful. Eddie Winslow was up in there. Eddie Winslow from Steve Urkel. That was my dude. He's, he was back up in there. So, uh, yeah, it was just about a fan who... Uh, the dude from the game was like a rapper, and he he met her backstage or or hollered at her, and uh, things went awry from there. So it was a it was a movie worth watching. It was a good bad movie, if I can say it that way. Worth <laughs> you checking just out. Said it if was you, trash. You just, How you saying it was hey, good? It is trash. It's trash, but it's good <laughs> because it's so trash. Come on, man. Tyler Perry has made a whole career off of this. <laughs> so Fanatic is another one. Check it out. Uh, also got a chance to peep uh, Raising Dion. If you remember Raising Dion, Ishmael, this is the graphic novel idea that we both had the idea probably around the same time because I remember I was writing my own graphic novel and then this dude came out with Raising Dion and he, he published his way before me. <laughs> so uh, he has, in effect, stolen my idea and so i've been uh, worried because this is like my number one graphic novel idea that i want to write but i kind of put it on pause because i'm like i don't want to waste my time if this dude got the exact same idea and uh the beginning kind of the same but nope it's not the same because it was terrible <laughs> I, I watched i watched three episodes I probably could have stopped watching after one, but I was like, oh, I got to keep watching this. You know, you got uh, 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 Michael B. Jordan up in there. You got uh, fake Alicia Keys up in there. I don't know her name, but she looked kind of like Alicia Keys. So she's fake Alicia Keys. That's what I call her till I figure out her name. (laughs) Uh, Everybody's doing a good job. It's not like it's bad acting or nothing. It's just, I don't know. It's, It's like a, it seems like it should be on Disney Junior. Like, that's how I feel. It's not, it doesn't seem like a, 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 it's not an adult storyline at all. So it's really, if you got little kids, and I told Trenton and Avery they probably should watch it. It's just not for adults. Gotcha. Definitely a Disney-like show. But uh, yeah, but uh, it's just, it was all right. First episode, I was like, yeah, it's pretty boring. And I was like, I'm going to give it to three. You know, try to do three. And I was like, if it don't get me by three, I'm out. And then I, I got to the end of three, and I was like, that was trash. 
And I was like, let me let me watch one more. Give it a little bit more. Because I kind of feel like I'm invested. Because I'm like, hey, this dude kind of, you know, we came up with the same idea around the same time. And he put his out. You know, and I didn't. So it's kind of been a life lesson for me. That if you want to do something, you need to just do it. Because if you don't do it, somebody else yep, will. That's fact. Yeah, yeah, especially writers out there. And then at the same time, I've realized now after watching it and it being trash that I can still do better. And so I can still get back to writing this story. So I need to do it. So that's a, a big thing for me. So after four, still trash. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you get some lessons on directions not to turn if it was trash. Maybe yours would have turned out. Oh, yeah, trash. definitely. So now you've seen uh, the light. You've seen the error of certain storylines that you could have taken. Now you can do it better. I don't know if you like me, Ish, but uh, I personally, when I see a bad show, it gives me so hyped to write a good one. <laughs> so that's why I love watching bad TV and bad movies. I'm not going to spend too much time on them because there's a lot of good stuff on TV. I like to get a good plot in, but uh, I get energized by seeing some trash on TV. Wow. So uh, that's definitely, I, anytime I, if I have a writer's block, I think I'm just going to pull up an episode and watch a little bit of Razor Dion. All right. Uh, what else happened? Uh, y'all know Halloween coming up, so I've been seeing a lot of Halloween stuff hanging around. What's the deal with these crazy people hanging with like, uh, like people hanging from their, from their, their uh, gutters and stuff and people hanging from trees? Since when did that become cool? Are we, are we doing that? Are we okay with that? If your neighbor is hanging like, I ain't talking about a skeleton. I'm talking about like a, a effigy of a person. Uh, I've, I've seen a few that kind of look like nuns or something like that, or they just got black on, you know, but you just got them hanging by a noose or a rope or something around their neck. Is that cool? Would you be okay with your neighbors doing that? I mean, I know you're not going to tell them to take it down, but are you going to look at them side eye, you know, when it's not Halloween? Um, I don't know. I think it depends on, it depends on what's hanging. You know, what does that image look like? If it look anything like it could be a black person, then I may have a problem with it. But um, I know you say it's not a skeleton. If it's a skeleton or a ghost or a um, you know, I guess nah, some type of nun or something. I don't know. That's that's one of those things I really feel like I'd have to see it. I had to be in that moment. Just off the top of my head, I feel okay. like, nah, because it's Halloween, I would understand that and I would give them a pass because everything, you know, you can't look at everything sideways. But I don't know if I'm actually in that situation. I might feel differently. Okay, I ain't cool with nobody hanging nothing from a tree like that. I don't know what it is. To me, that ain't something to play with. Like people been executed that way. It's not. It's not like a, you know, something that you're just supposed to be joking about. You know, now if you you writing some fiction or you doing something like that, you doing a movie, cool. But you just hanging stuff like that in your yard for fun for kids to come get candy at your house. Uh, no, we gonna go to somebody else's house if we trick or treating out here. But that's just me. Just curious uh, what you thought about yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't and do then, it. But, um, yeah, I don't know okay. how I feel. I mean, but if you think about it with that argument, I mean, witches are a staple of Halloween. And folks used to get burned at the stake when they thought they were witches. So, like, what's the difference? Yeah. Well, it was wrong back then. <laughs> so it still would be wrong now. <laughs> like, well, we used to burn witches back then. Let's burn them again. Nah. It's still no, not I'm cool. just saying that people have like, witches, witches in their yard, you know. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. 
So uh, the other thing that I saw happen, and I was like, I have to talk about this on the podcast. I was at Quick Trip getting some gas, uh, and sometimes it's just, you know how the gas station is when you go to Quick Trip. It's always some weird dudes walking around. So I'm, I'm, I'm peeping these weird dudes because you never know. You don't want one of these dudes to run up on you, you know, and jack you for your, for your wallet or something. So you always got your head on the swivel. But at the same time, I'm just watching them just because they're just doing crazy stuff. This dude is walking around with... He got like a plastic tube hooked to about eight quick trip cups, like the clear plastic joints, and he's using it like a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy in itself. So he's just walking around just saying stuff and, you know, kind of marching a little bit, and then he'll kind of like skip across the lot and then he'll do it again. And he just kept just going around. I'm like, what is this Negro doing? And it was another dude that was standing there. I thought he was with him. But he never went anywhere with him. He just kind of stood on the corner, but they was kind of walking next to each other. Then a car pulls up to get some air, which is on the same corner that they're standing on. The air, the tire's up. And this dude runs over, and he's, like, directing them into the parking space. You know, he's like, come back a little further, come back a little further. And I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe he was just waiting on somebody so he could help them with their tire. <laughs> and so a dude hops out the back. It's a lady driving. It was a dude sitting in the back seat. He walks over to get the air uh, hose. The brother already had the air hose in his hand. And uh, he straight up just went, dapped up dude. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe they know each other. And then, you know, dude took the air. He aired up the tire real quick, and they burnt out. And I'm like, he didn't know that dude (laughs) at all. (laughs) Nothing about that story made me think they knew him. If if you had to saw it, it was a possibility that they knew him. Slight possibility. But I was wondering, if a crazy dude comes up to dap you up, you can't refuse the dap because that's disrespectful. But accepting the dap then puts you at a, in a bad position in case something about to happen. Right? So what do you do in the circumstance with somebody coming and giving you unwanted dap? But why is it unwanted, you know, if a stranger come to give you Because it's dap. a crazy nigga just running around. <laughs> but did they even know? Did they even see him? I know you say he had the cups like a megaphone. Did they even see any of that? Because it seemed like when they pulled up, he was just over there. He was helpful. He was being a good Samaritan. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, so if a good Samaritan comes and reaches out for dap, I'm probably going to give him dap. It was a strong dap, too. He dapped him up like this, my cousin, I ain't seen in a long time. That's why I was like, maybe they know him, but he kind of looked at <laughs> when Ebert drove off. She was looking out the window. She was looking at him crazy, and he was looking at him crazy. So they ain't know that dude. Right. But, uh, yeah, I just thought it was weird, man, because if you, if, you t- if you just turn down the dap, let's immediate disrespect. And you'd be like, dog, like, what's, what's up? Like, as soon as they turn down the dap, you immediately would be like, what's up? So I don't know. I mean, there are certain about. people who are just not – physical, touchy-feely type of people. There are certain people that just don't want you to invade their personal space. If they don't know you, they're not comfortable with that physical contact. So I feel like there is a way where you can acknowledge somebody and say, hey, how you doing? Well, hey, what's going on? And not necessarily give them dap and not necessarily be offensive. Now, some people may take offense to that, uh, but I think there's a way to do it and just not be a jerk about it. Um, but me personally, I yeah, mean, yeah. I've been in situations like similar situations, just where somebody who seemed like they off their medication or they seem like they, 
you know, not right, or it might just be a homeless person asking for money or, or whatever, but they, you know, they just have this energy where they just want to be cool. And, you know, in those times, I'm a, I, I probably would dap them up. You know, I probably would say, hey, what's going on? Like, I usually try to talk to people. Like, me and you had this discussion. I don't know if it was on the pod or if it was off the pod, but you said, a homeless person told you they hate when people just ignore them or act like they're invisible. Uh, yeah, that was on the phone. Okay, yeah, and so I'm the same when way in a lot anyway. of situations. Now, if I'm in the car and they come and ask for money, then I might just look forward like, hey, I ain't got it. But if I see them out on the street or I'm walking to a store, I'm walking down the sidewalk and they say something, I'm acknowledging them. Hey, you know, what's going on? I don't really carry cash like that anyway, so... My default is, hey, sorry, I don't got no cash. Um, but I'm going to acknowledge your existence. And so when people come up, you know, I have people come up, hey, man, let me let me wash the window. Let me do the Like, no, nah, you know, I appreciate it, but I'm good. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily disrespectful to refuse a dap, but it just depends on how you do it. Yeah, especially if the person's crazy, though. I just I was more so that they would take offense, not that I would if somebody refused mine because I'm stable and in my right mind. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ain't, you never really know. And then if they are lefty and you already committed your right hand to the dab, you you might be in a little trouble. Nah, nah. Well, see, that, that's where we differ because, you know, I stay ready. I don't have to get ready because I stay ready. Every time Ishmael daps somebody up, he got the pistol in the other hand. No, no, it ain't so even about, know you what's know, up. that don't even need to come out. We just ready to, you know, I, I like to, I want to show the hands off. I want to see the, see what the hands still do. So that's always the first thing on mind. Like I'm always thinking, okay, if he tries something crazy, um, then, then which punch am I hitting him with? And that's not even just crazy people. That's everyday average Joes. Just, <laughs> I'm in the donut <laughs> shop. <laughs> right, I'm in the donut shop. They handed me my donuts. Like, okay, now if he try to do something crazy, which hand am I hitting him with? Which punch? We going uppercut. We going right hook. Nah, just kidding. Yo, I want to, I do that too. But I, I just <laughs> wonder, like, does, is that what everybody does? I don't know. Like, why do, why do we do that? Like, it ain't like I'm getting into fights everywhere I go, you know. I didn't, you know, I probably had fights on my on one hand, you know. No more than five, probably. But I still just be thinking about what's going to happen. But, I don't know, weird. Watch too much news, man. Too much trauma. Maybe, maybe. Too much anime. Right. All right, all right. Well, okay. I was just curious what you thought about that. I don't know how your wife put up with your, your Superman complex, bro. You be out here about to knock <laughs> out everybody. So let's let's get into some of these news topics, man. Uh, let's see what we got first. As y'all know or may not know, uh, China has been all up in the news as of late. Uh, China and Hong Kong are beefing. Ishmael, you can probably uh, get more into this politically if you want. Um, I don't. I try not to dabble in the politics of foreign nations. Uh, if it doesn't necessarily affect me and in this situation, that's one. So I only really know the headlines and what's happened uh, because of said headlines. And the uh, China Hong Kong spillover has spilled into my NBA uh, and it affected some of the preseason games somewhat uh, recently, where uh, if you know the uh, GM, uh, Maury, Daryl Maury of the Houston Rockets, 
which is a uh, which was Yao Ming's team back in the day. So he's a he's a big celebrity in China, and uh, even over here. And so they have a huge Chinese audience that watches all their games. They have a Chinese uh, jersey, and he he tweeted out that uh, you know he wanted uh, uh, freedom for Hong Kong or something of that nature, right? And so yeah. immediately you know we're talking about he is Daryl Morey, not Yao Ming. Just right, right. Sorry, sorry. That clear. Uh, yes, yes. Daryl Morey, general manager. From what I understand, he immediately deleted it. And when I say immediately, I'm going to say, you know, within within the hour, because they said it was fast, like it was only up a few minutes. And China was like, oh, we don't play that. We're not airing any NBA games and we want him fired. Like, what? That happened fast, Ishmael. What is going on with China and their super strict policies about saying anything about them? Well, a little bit of the the geopolitical backstory. So Hong Kong. I don't know the best way to explain it. It's almost like a protectorate of China, you know, in the way that Puerto Rico is of the U.S. Now, saying that actually will probably get the Black Delegates podcast banned in China uh, because China (laughs) is like Hong Kong is a part of China. Like we own it. We run it. It is China. But in the real world, Hong Kong is like a separate entity. Like yeah, they have their yeah. own government. Now that right. government does answer to China, but Hong Kong typically sees more freedoms than those in regular communist China. And no so, extradition up until recently, right? Yeah, yeah. There was no extradition on to crimes. Like all of that. If it happens in Hong Kong, it stays in Hong Kong. Uh, but lately, the uh, the president in China, President Xi. Uh, has been exerting more control, and he put, like, somebody in charge. I guess it's like a governor uh, of Hong Kong. Like, they answered directly to him, and he's basically just been trying to reel in Hong Kong and take away some of those freedoms and just make it more like mainland communist China. So that's that's the backstory of it. So the NBA has been pulled into it. Uh, we'll talk more about like Apple being pulled into it. There's all these major brands because, hmm, like I said, I don't want to go too deep into the weeds, but essentially China was closed off from the Western world for a long time. And maybe 20, 30 years ago, they started opening their borders. They started doing business with other countries, with America, with Europe, um, you know, trying to grow their economy. So pretty soon China's economy is going to be bigger than the U.S. I don't think it's there yet. But what comes with that is just you have this communist government that, again, has a ton of control. We kind of talked about China, their surveillance tactics before, you know, where they got 200, 300 cameras on each block in certain areas. And so um, all these companies are just trying to figure out how to balance that because the U.S. <laughs> how do I how do speech, I get right? paid how do I get paid and not offend my customers yeah That's basically pretty much what it is yeah and hence this is uh uh Adam Silver's problem as the commissioner of the NBA and so he had to do some 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 uh some dancing some shucking and jiving he had to tell the United States or his American fans basically that hey 
we all for these freedoms that uh, Daryl Moore is talking about, but at the same time say, hey, China can do what they want to do because they're free to do so. And uh, as he kind of walked the line. He was on the tightrope. Uh, he said some things, then he kind of walked them back, then he said some other things uh, in a later press conference, and man, it was kind of a mess, uh, I think, because there's no real way that he can win this battle, because China is not playing, uh, not televising all the games, and they, it was pretty much an entire week of NBA teams over there, my Lakers were over there, yes, I'm still saying my Lakers for now, uh, they were over there, they were supposed to play a game, uh, or two I believe they didn't cancel the game like I thought they were going to do, but they did say they wouldn't show it on TV, which, of course, would hurt advertising, which, of course, would uh, uh, affect some things. I mean, I still saw it on League Pass, so somebody had a camera up in there. It just wasn't a Chinese affiliate, and they still wanted that China money. So, uh, yeah, man, it's rough. And then, like you said, uh, uh, Apple got pulled into it. So uh, talk about that Tim Cook situation. Well, let me go back to the NBA first uh, with Adam Silver. And I do, like, I feel like he handled it appropriately. I know he's he caught a lot of heat for the statements that he put out. Uh, But I feel like if you're going to do business in China, then you have to go into it with a mindset of, like, China's a different government. Like, they run differently. And it's kind of interesting that in the U.S. we always feel like these people, these companies – like, they have to speak out on everything. And I feel like in a global atmosphere, I don't think you have to do that. Like, the NBA isn't the moral leader of the world. You know what I'm saying? So, in the U.S., they kind of you are. know, Steph Curry, LeBron James, like, <laughs> they kind of are Popovich, sports. they all speak out. They all take a stand. But do you have to do that globally? Like, do you have to – talk about every single thing that happens in the world. Like, there are great atrocities here in America that a lot of people don't talk about. They say, shut up, just just shut up and play. But then when you see something over in China, which is run completely different, or you see something that's over in Cuba, which is run completely different, um, I don't know. I don't think everybody has to, to get into it. And with the Maury situation, I feel like we have free speech in America, but there's consequences to that right. speech. So right. I'm not faulting him for what he said. Hey, if you want to stand with Hong Kong, like I really believe, like especially if you look at what's actually happening in Hong Kong, like how the police are just beating the mess out of them people and just brutalizing the citizens. Like, hey, I get them. I was down there first, and like I rock with, with the folks in Hong Kong. Um, but I think it's unfair for us to expect expect Adam Silver or everybody else in the NBA to speak out on everything that's happening in China or to be like, you can't do business with them because they don't have the same type of government that you have. Right, right. It was de- it was such a tough position for him. It was really no other way to play it. I mean, you, you're trying to play both sides at the same time. You know, you don't want to uh, make your fans over here mad. You don't want to make them mad because they've shown to be mad and petty. So you you can't have half of your market probably pulling out. Well, I don't know if it's half. Well, it could be. It's a lot of people over in China. Uh, I did see right before we started the podcast, I got a little uh, notification that LeBron spoke on it. And he actually said that Daryl Morey was uneducated on the topic before he spoke. And so I thought that was interesting. I'm very interested to see what that video says to get a little bit more. So I won't 
uh, talk about LeBron too much on that one sentence just to take cases taken out of context. But that's an interesting uh, point of view by LeBron. Yep, yep. And it's all uh, at this point, I mean, it's probably burning anyway because, like you said, uh, the Chinese government can be super, like, any little instance. Like the whole thing with uh, Apple and Tim Cook, um, there has been sort of outrage because Apple decided to remove this app off of the iPhone. It was an app that was used by the protesters in Hong Kong. It's almost like, um, oh, I can't even think of that app's name. Um but it's a basically an app where they used to use it to track the police, to find out where the police were. That oh, okay. way they could uh, navigate how they were doing their protests. Like, okay, let's stay away from this block because Waze, that's the app I was thinking about here, where you know how Waze will show if there's a, a police yeah, officer yeah. on the side of the road or W-A-Z-E. something W-A-Z-E, like yeah. Yeah, and that came under flat because cops were saying, oh, it puts us at... Uh, it makes I us can less secure. That, People are going to try to ambush us. It's like, no, nah, yeah. man, we trying not to get tickets. Nobody's ambushing cops off of ways. Like, we just trying not to get tickets. But the same thing in Hong Kong where the protesters were using it really to try to avoid getting their heads beat in. But the police there or the government went to Apple and said, look. People are using this app to target police, and maybe there maybe there were some people that were doing that. I don't know right. the situation. Problem is, in China, we don't know the information. Don't get out, <laughs> so yeah, we have so no China idea. China was like, "Yo, you need to take this app off." And Tim Cook was like, "Bet," because just like the NBA, they're making billions of dollars selling iPhones, in and China. all the iPhones are made in China. I don't know about all, but yeah, a lot. Well, of they them were. Are. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if all of them. I feel like some are made in like Vietnam or something. But yeah, a lot of There's them. There's been are, a lot of moving of things to Vietnam as of late because of counterfeiting and things. But I think I think Apple still got a huge uh, yeah oh yeah facilities yeah over the mo yeah definitely the bulk of them are yeah um, but so, so yeah what do you think about that where Tim Cook decided to remove that app. Man, I can see where it could be used uh, for evil, I guess, if you want to say it that way. Um, it definitely, I can see where it could put police in harm's way. So I understand that. Um, of course, it, it wasn't made for that, but it can be used for whatever purposes that they want to use it for. I mean, your government also shouldn't be swinging a, a broad sword all the time. Every time something happens, where you just want to shut stuff down. And, uh, but that's always how China is operated. Like they said, there is no Twitter in China because China don't play that. <laughs> we don't want you to say nothing about China. So we shut down the whole social network. So that would never fly over here, but that's how they roll. Anything over there that they have, they've, they've shut down certain searches on Google. Google abides by this, these kind of rules, because if you want to play ball in China and get that China money, then you have to play ball with their rules. And, and that's just how it is. When you go into somebody else's house, you got to play by their rules, man, unfortunately. so. Yeah, and I don't know if it, I wouldn't say it's always been like that in China, but yeah, this current president, uh, Xi, he definitely is all about the power, like consolidating power, like running it with an iron fist. And even in the NBA situation, it wasn't even that they took them off of state TV that was the big issue. It was the fact that, like, they leaned on all the Chinese corporations that had partnerships with the NBA. Yeah, and, and they're they like, did. yo, we suspended this sponsorship. Yeah. And so 
that's really where it comes into play is like they got so much power over there that they call the company, they call the CEOs like, hey, look, we ain't doing business with the NBA right now. And like they got to do it. Otherwise, the government will just shut them down, take them over. So, um, yeah, I think the businesses are really going to have to decide, like, is it worth it? Like, you know that it can turn at the drop of a hat. Like, do you want to walk that tightrope? And for some, they might say, yes, we, we need that money. And then some are going to say, you know what, it's not worth it. It's enough money. Let's Let's focus on India. Let's focus on... Europe, let's focus on Japan, let's focus on some of these other economies where we don't have to really just do cartwheels and bend over backwards trying to avoid offending the Chinese government. You could, but it's so much infrastructure already set up in China, man. You would be it would be hard to pull out. The NBA has offices in China. They're 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 really embedded in China at this point. Lots of dollars have gone into China, lots of dollars back and forth. In China, lots of the uh, NBA players have Chinese endorsements, uh, like Clay Thompson. I know he's on a, a, a Chinese shoe company uh, endorsement. Uh, who else? Uh, quite a few uh, people. Dwayne Wade think got anybody. Lee Ning yeah, yeah. Yep. in China. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of guys. Stephon Marbury yeah. got a statue over there yeah. in China. So um, it's, it's important. Now, what are yeah, you going to do, Ishmael? Because you have a Huawei phone, and here you are talking bad about the Chinese government. Are you worried that your phone will get shut off tomorrow, or when I this do not is published? Have a Huawei phone. <laughs> you got a you got a One Plus, which One is plus, uh, yes. made by Huawei and China and the Chinese government. No, it's not made by Huawei. It's made by Oppo. Um, but Quote, yeah, it is a Chinese Huawei. company, um, and I love One Plus. Shout out to One Plus. <laughs> um, if my phone gets cut off tomorrow, then I guess I will have to sell it and just go buy another phone. You know, so I'm not I'm not gonna to worry about it like that. Um, yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, because China needs this global economy, like they need the U.S., they need these businesses as much as the U.S. and these businesses need China. So I think you can only bend so much. Like I said, I, I understand that people say, look, I don't want to take it political there. Um, which again in the U.S. sometimes, hey, we attack people for that, but it's a different ball game. You got free speech in here. You're not gonna be be it, or you'll get attacked for it. But you're not gonna be arrested for it. If you're talking about on a global market, if you like, hey, let's just play basketball. I respect that, but at the end of the day, like these companies, I think somebody had a map. I forget which company it was, but they put out a commercial. It had a map on it of China, and it had. I think Taiwan listed as its own country and may have had Hong Kong or something else. Yeah, uh, they keep trying to invade them. And China was like, yo, like that map is inaccurate. Like that's China. And the company, oh, we're sorry. And so like everybody's apologizing and taking everything back. Like you can only do that so much. Like at some point you got to be like enough's enough. If China's really going to stop messing with us, then they just going to stop messing with us. So be it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so – Y'all need to get up off uh, Adam Silver because some of y'all still go to the same chop suey, uh, even though the owners may treat you like crap. <laughs> so yeah, you still going there? You still going to the same corner stores? So y'all chill. Y'all get off Adam. He, he in there? He got way more money in this than even we do. So uh, yeah. So we gonna call this episode the Chinese delegates because we spent forty minutes talking about China. 
Yeah, I don't think we spent too okay. much time about China because we okay. spent 25 in this week in blackness. Talking about mainly yours. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, that'll, that'll buy us something. All right, so let's move on, if you don't mind, to some di- domestic news. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about, well, unfortunately, it's not good news. Um, actually, let me move this one up. I wanted to talk about uh, Joshua Brown. Last week, we spoke about him, who uh, the guy who testified in the Amber Geiger case, um, where the police officer was uh, was uh, convicted of murder of um, that young man in that shooting. And so the key witness was then gunned down. Probably, you know, it was last week sometime, but, you know, it didn't seem like it was more than a week or so after the trial was over. Right. And... Come to find out, I saw that they claim now that young Joshua Brown was uh, like apparently a drug dealer and that he was out. He was selling weed. So he said some he had apparently 12, 12 pounds of weed in his house uh, among some prescription drugs and things. And it was a drug deal that went bad and it caused him to be shot and killed. So Ishmael, immediately, we already said last week that the conspiracy bells was ringing. And they didn't do us no favors with this story of what actually happened. They said these brothers drove all the way from Louisiana to drive all the way to, to him uh, uh, to get this to get some some weed. So what what did you think about this story when you heard it? It was some bull. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it, it, it was it was straight trash. I mean, it wasn't even a good story. It was a lazy attempt at a cover up, and we've seen this so many times where. Somebody gets killed, and he wasn't even, you know, I guess, well, I'm not going to say that, but we're not talking about, like, a cop shooting or something like that, but I don't know. This story is just just lazy. It's trash. So you're telling me that these people drove from Louisiana. Louisiana actually is kind of like St. Louis, at least county, I don't know about the city, where they have decriminalized marijuana. So if you get caught with marijuana, it's like a ticket instead of you going to jail under a certain amount. So you're telling me instead of just going to the local weed right. dealer, they're going right. to drive all the way to Dallas to meet with this guy to... Fresh um, off guess, of, fresh off of uh, being on the stand. I right. guess they didn't know him, but you probably didn't know him. You had no picture or nothing, but still, that's weird. Right. You meet with him. You shoot him and kill him. You don't take the weed. You right. don't take the money. Right. All of that's left. Like, get out of here. It's, it, it's horrible. Uh, I feel terrible for this young man and for his family uh, that he died, you know, after being a witness in the trial. But, yeah, I don't know what happened to him, but the story the cops put out ain't it. Yeah. My first thought was, I know you're not saying the dude who was in court with a Goku Dragon Ball Z shirt on. During a trial, why he's testifying is the dude you you saying is Walter White. He out here selling drugs now. That just it just don't that don't match, man. I don't know. Maybe drug dealers like Dragon Ball Z. You know, shout out to Joshua Brown. I'm a Dragon Ball Z fan myself. But man, you got to come up with a better story than that. But really, no matter what they told us, we would probably say it was a conspiracy. Probably, but I mean, at least give me. <laughs> if he was walking across believe- the street, and he like, got this hit by isn't a car. even believable. Yeah. Like this isn't even something where I'd be like, uh, maybe it did happen because, I mean, at the end of the day, like we talked about this with Ferguson, where a lot of uh, people who were involved in Ferguson 
have been killed. And some of those people, you know, like these aren't celebrities. This isn't TV. These are real people. So some people that were in Ferguson, like maybe they were out there living street life or they were living like this or that. Um, maybe Joshua Brown was doing some street stuff, but he didn't die like that. Like, it's it's just bogus, man. Like, this this story is just trash. Um, yeah, so I don't believe it. I hope there's some further investigation into it. Uh, you know, we got another story from neighboring Fort Worth. Dallas, Fort Worth is kind of one metropolitan area. So we can see how the cops are rolling in that area. That's all Go I'll ahead. say about that right now. Talk about that. So, okay, so the situation in Fort Worth, uh, we have a woman who was in her house. Um, let me see. I had to pull up this story right here. Um, uh, Tatiana Jefferson. Tatiana Jefferson, okay. Yeah, I was looking for the name. Didn't yeah. want to say it wrong. So Tatiana Jefferson. Ah, Tatiana is too. Is ah, Tatiana, right. Yeah, yes. ah, Tatiana Jefferson. Uh, was at home. She was playing video games with her nephew, I believe, and her neighbor called the police. I guess the door was left open. The lights were on in the house, but the door was left open. Uh, so the neighbor called the police to do a wellness check. They said, hey, you know, my neighbor's door is open. It's not usually open. Uh, Fairly um, early in the morning, though, too. Say yeah, that. yeah, pretty early in the morning, late like night er, slash early morning. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's dark out. The door was open. The lights were on, and so the neighbor said, "Hey, you know, let me call the police and and just make sure. I don't want to go over there in the middle of the night, in the middle of the morning, whatever, and check on it. Let me call the police." Now this is where we've talked about it before on the show. I know I've said on the show, stop calling the police on black people. Like, just stop doing it. it uh, even if you're trying to get the police to check on them in this situation, like, if there's another way for you to check on their well-being, try that first. Like, the police should be a last resort because stuff like this happens. So, anyway, to get back to the story uh, with Atiana Jefferson. So, the cops came to the scene. They came to investigate. Uh, they saw... The door opened. They saw somebody in the house. And basically, uh, this cop, let me get his name on here, Aaron Dean, uh, officer of the Fort Worth Police Department, he yelled, you know, whatever at them, like, hey, put your hands up, show me your hands, and shot her through the window, again, in her own home, not committing any type of crime, shot her through her window and killed her. Um, and they said from the time that he yelled out whatever he yelled, the time he saw her, time he yelled, you know, get up, it was like less than a second or less than three seconds or something like that. So, um, yeah, I'll leave it there right now. I don't know if you want to take it from there or just give your thoughts on this situation. Yeah, man. Um, uh, it's one of those situations, again, with – the climate of the way things are right now, this may have been one of those stories where we probably wouldn't have heard about it had not every week a black person being shot by the cops. Um, I don't want to fault the neighbors for calling the police in that situation because if you think something strange is going on, they're trying to help. It doesn't help. 
You're trying to help. Now, I don't know the background of the neighbors or whoever they are. You know, they could be black and they could just have been trying to look out for the for the lady. And I, I understand that. Um, so they didn't mean well. It's really when it comes down to it, it's the police officer's fault. There's absolutely no reason for you to be discharging your firearm right then and there. Uh, shooting from outside of the house. You're, you're not inside the house. You don't know what's going on. You haven't seen anything. You can't see nobody shooting at you. There were no shots fired. So why are you shooting? Um, I understand even if you got your weapon out, maybe. But what happened to knocking on the door first and then pulling your weapon out? Where did they just come around the back of the house? How does this work? Um, I don't know, man. It's like, what what can you do? Uh, the cops got to show more restraint, like like I, we say every single time one of these happen. There's no reason for you to have your gun out. There's really no reason for you to be shooting. If you were in a uh, in a white neighborhood, would you have pulled your gun out or started shooting? Probably not. You'd have just knocked on the door. You'd have shined your flashlight, maybe, said, is everything okay? They would say yes and leave, and then there'd be like 28 bodies in the basement. <laughs> right? Ain't that how it happens, though? <laughs> They'd be like, oh, everything's fine. And then you'd be like, oh, the police were responding to a call. It was a serial killer. But uh, fortunately, I mean, this one is happening pretty swiftly. Um, the police officer, Aaron Dean, was booked on Monday. And they set his bail at 200000 He even uh, had to resign uh, as a police officer, which means when they make you resign, they just like, look, we're washing our hands. So we're not well, going to help you. Well, they said, and again, I don't know, um, I guess I'll take him at his word. I know the the police chief said that dishonorable discharge. He was going to fire uh, Officer Dean. Um, I think even more so because a lot of times in these situations we see the force like ride with the cop, like the police union, or you know, yeah. get their back. The the chief will say this and that, but the chief said he was going to fire him. I think part of it is they said he was not cooperating at all with the investigation. You know, they do an internal affairs investigation. They usually, they say they do a criminal investigation too, although most of the time we know that goes nowhere. Um, but in this situation, I guess, when they tried to talk to him and say, hey, what happened? We need to, he just wouldn't cooperate at all. So they were gonna fire him. He quit first, and then they went ahead and arrested him and booked him for murder. Now, I will say, like when I first saw this story, because we just saw this news about him uh, being arrested, like right as we were starting the podcast, one of my first thoughts was like, yo, like Dallas is is off for me. Like that's always a place where I've said, hey, you know, if I move out of STL, maybe I'm going to go to Dallas. Um, and then uh, that last situation happened, this situation happened. I was like, man, Dallas, Fort Worth area, like, nah, that's not happening. But... When you look on the other end, you saw Amber Geiger, Amber Geiger was charged and convicted of murder. This cop here is being charged with murder. We don't see that happening in most cities. So now I'm almost like, is Dallas a good place? Because even though this is happening, even though you got the racist cops there, just like you got racist cops pretty much everywhere, at least they're they are being trying to taken into account. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I I always feel bad even trying to discuss these because I, I try to keep it in a, a black and white terms, not racially, but just in the if you're a cop, are you behaving like a cop should behave in the situation? But when somebody right. loses their life, you can't say, oh, it was just an accident, you know, 
And right. uh, in this situation, maybe it was just an accident. But you literally train for this. That's the first thing we see on every cop show, right? They run a, I was rocking Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the comedy is running through a building with the fake cutouts of this is a regular person, this is a criminal. <laughs> Win the right. shoot. But for some reason, you know, we're not following those, you know, those rules. Right. And I think when you when you don't, I mean it's as sad and tragic as this is, because again, this is another black person. First it was Botham Jean or Botham Jean who was in his house and, you know, Amber Geiger Bust up in there, killed him in his own home. Now you got Atiana Jefferson in her house playing video games. She gets shot through the window by a cop. So it's like, like really, we, we can't even be safe in our house. Like even if you in the house doing what you're supposed to do. Hey, like did they say what game they were playing? Killed? No, I don't know. Like I just, I just thought like what if they were playing a shooting game and so there would have been gunshots on the TV. No, nah, don't try to give him that out. No, I'm just saying it's possible. I don't know. No, okay. I have, we'll, we'll I have hear no more idea. About it, but like. still, even if that was the case, like you have training, like you need to, you you shouldn't be shooting folks through the window. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, you got to be in. You gotta. It got to be somebody hold up shooting at you. You know, every every way. Um, so. Yeah, it's 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 just crazy. I mean, and that's why I hate when people are always, you know, certain people talk about, oh, well, if you only act right, if you only, you know, if you, you know, Bill Cosby's go around, you got to pull your yeah, pants up, matter. you got to talk properly, you got to do this and do do that, you got to have more accountability. I was like, even if you have all those things, you still got people just sitting in their house getting killed. Nobody should so, be shot in their house. Yeah. So nobody. I think it's encouraging that finally in these type of situations, and again, I'm not a cop hater, but I feel like cops should be held accountable just like anybody else. You do an action like this, you need to go to jail. You need to get fired. You need to get, you know, disciplined whenever you act in a way that's not consistent with the duties that you're supposed to be upholding. Yeah, shout out to the district attorneys for not wasting time. Uh, you know, let the case play its play out how it's supposed to play out. Don't get these cops out anymore where they just don't even file charges and just let them off scot-free. You know, if you didn't do anything wrong, the court will say you didn't do anything wrong, and they can handle it that way. You need to put that fool, make sure you put that fool on suicide watch. We don't want to have a situation. What was the guy, the little uh, creepy billionaire dude? Oh, <laughs> I know who you're talking about, though. Uh, yeah, Weinstein. No, yeah, Weinstein. No, not Weinstein. No, that's Harvey Weinstein. That's a Hollywood that? guy. Oh, we were talking about that. Yeah, you know who I'm yeah, talking about. You don't want to have a situation like Epstein. that, dude. Yeah, Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Right. Yeah, you don't want to have a situation where he takes himself out before justice can be delivered. Uh, so put that man on suicide watch. Nah, cops don't ever do that because nine times out of ten, they get off. So it's absolutely <laughs> no reason to kill yourself. Just take your time, see what happens. All right, so let's move on to less uh, sad stories. Uh, we run out of time, but I think we can we can knock these out real quick. You want to talk about this one, or you want to want to roll it to next week? Um, we can talk about it. You talking about the teacher one? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so we talk about it. So uh, this is one, well, the next two stories, really. Make sure you check show notes. We always talk about we're posting links uh, in the show notes so you can follow along with these stories if you're not familiar with them. You can read about them, even though we do such a great job giving you uh, the events of what happened. But these next two really are based off of videos, so hit the show notes so you can watch those. So this one, there's a female teacher in Pennsylvania. I don't think that the story actually gave this uh, teacher's name. A little bit of white privilege there. I'm looking for it. I don't see it anywhere, though. Yeah, no, it starts off a female teacher in Pennsylvania. That's where they would put her name, but they didn't. Yep, the woman has been a teacher. That's it. (laughs) A woman. Privilege. Right. Um, but anyway, so there's a video uh, that happened at this school. It's a middle school, Drexel Hill Middle School. Um, and I guess there was a fender bender between this particular uh, teacher, it's a white woman, and a black man. Now, judging by the video, it was it literally was a fender bender because there's yeah. not a, a lot of damage. I can't see any damage, but I guess, you know, maybe they were backing out. They bumped into each other. got a little dent, maybe a little scratch, whatever. So the black man is talking to the teacher, and she initially, what did she say? He's probably on welfare. <laughs> right, that's him, how it oh, opens. You, you're, you're probably on welfare, too. The black man who's filming with this phone is like, "What? Like, what are you talking about? Not, I got six figures. What are you? What are you talking about? I'm good. Like, you know, he talking a little, little sassy back. He's like, I know no you offense, said but, that no I'm offense, black. but of course you make six figures. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, you only said that because I'm black. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly, because you black. Right. Yeah, and, she uh, said it. She stood by it. Yeah, so they go back and forth, you know, talking, and the lady eventually drops the N-word, hard R, as Box Wine Poppy would say, and uh, and then she even starts to walk up on the dude. Like, she's, she's so mad at him about whatever happened before they started filming, but she actually starts to walk towards the dude, like, what's up? Like, like, like what you gonna do? So, Ryan... What do you feel about this? <laughs> this teacher was uh, fired, or they said that she is going to be fired. You know, in school situations, we've talked about this before, everything has to go through the school board, so they can't just fire you at the drop of a dime. The school board has to vote on it, all of that. But they said they're going to fire her. But, Ryan, what did you feel about this video? Uh, well, first of all, if you are a teacher and you are at your place of employment, or are you anybody at your place of employment, let's not act a fool in the said parking lot of your employer. <laughs> that's that's just a bad look. You know, you don't take a dump where you eat. You don't act a fool at your job. It will cost you your job. And so any other, uh, uh, I guess, uh, uh, form of action by the school would probably be wrong. It doesn't matter whether they thought she was wrong or not. Like, you out of there. I would like to pay my respects to this man and his uh, uh, his jabs. He has some great jabs on a video, which is it's hard to do because you want to do the video and you want to make sure that you don't seem like the bad guy. So you can't say too much. You got to just let them talk. But at the same time, you also can't get punked. So he was just kind of, you know, just egging her on just a little bit. Talking about he made six figures. Sure you did. 
Sure, you make six figures, sir. But if you do, shout out that to man you. Don't you be a racist right I now? Care. I will just say you don't. <laughs> just How you figure that man don't make six figures. I'm just gonna say you don't you because don't that's what everybody no says. Everybody that says that in these figures. videos. Everybody in these videos is like, I make six figures. Everybody don't make six figures, but okay. <laughs> but it's that's fine if you do. So, uh, but yeah, uh, she was driving. You know that super big truck. And, uh, you know, talking about how much she makes and all this kind of stuff. It was a it was a stupid argument. Whenever you play those back, it always seems stupid. But, um, yeah, man, you, you can't immediately drop the N-word for no reason. It really wasn't all that big of a confrontation. Like uh, like you said, Ishmael, there wasn't much damage that we could see. Uh, whatever kind of car he was driving, could what can it do to a Ford F-850? You know what I'm saying? You got an F850. Right. You ain't got that nothing truck but a is scratch. As tall as her. Right. That truck is huge. Like you're you're fine. And and I'm gonna also uh I'm gonna lose all my lady listeners, all my lady fans by saying it was probably her fault. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Ishmael wanted to say it, but he can't because nope. you know he's upstanding citizen. We, and, we thought and, but, we were away from the sexism <laughs> with box wine poppy out. Come on, but man. Nope. No, right, no, Ryan. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. You, that you know, the odds of a woman having so an accident in a big old truck like that pretty high. It's so it's pretty high for us, but it's even higher for y'all. But uh, no offense, I've just had some some bad women drivers around me in my lifetime, um, including my wife. But um, uh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> now I wonder if because and I didn't mention it before, but she also uh, called him a homophobic slur. Uh, the F-bomb she dropped on him. So I wonder, do you think that she got fired because of the N-word or she got fired because of the F-word? Because, you know, Dave Chappelle in his comedy show, he said that you can say the N-word all you want, but once you go with the homophobic slur, like that's the one that really gets you out of there. So do you feel like it was a combination of both or do you feel it was one or the other? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think nowadays an uh, N-word on video at your school and everybody knows it's your school. Um, they gotta they gotta let you go on the N-word when you're when you're at your place of employment talking to a student's uh, parent. You gotta go. Yeah, and I mean how how trash of a person are you? Especially again, you're a teacher. They said that this school district is Upper Darby School District is 46.6% black, 31.76% white, 14.4% Asian Pacific Islander, 5.62% Hispanic, 1% other. So this is a pretty diverse district, but there are a lot of minorities in the school district. And so if you have this teacher that's dropping the N-word, that's dropping homophobic slurs, that's just talking crazy out of her mind. Like, what do you think she's teaching those kids? Like, how, right. yeah, say. you know, how do you want her educating your child? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she definitely ain't teaching them any conflict resolution skills. <laughs> or she, she's not teaching them how to de-escalate any situation either. This lady was trash. Uh, get her out the paint, as Paul would say. And, uh, yeah, on to the next is, one. Is this the same teacher that was making uh, making the kids make fun of slavery? Like they were supposed to, it was some story. We didn't talk about it on the pod, but like she had them 
write something funny about slavery. I wonder if this is saying write lady. something funny about slavery. We should have talked yeah. about that on the podcast. Yeah, I got. I had to find that story. We'll yeah, we need to pull that, that back week. up. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Okay. Well, let's get this lady up out of here. Yeah. Just like we're getting this story up out of here. All right. Final story. Let's get some uh, some cheer and some laughter in here. This is yours, Ishmael. Let's plan a robbery. <laughs> yeah. How to botch like a robbery much... in five steps. <laughs> right. This is another video, so make sure you hit the show notes. Uh, watch this video. But this happened in Paducah, Kentucky. Shout out to uh, Paducah. According to this Reddit post where I got it. Shout out to Reddit. Uh, also, shout out to my boy Adam. I don't know if Adam listens to the pod, but he is uh, living in Kentucky part-time for his job. So shout out to him. Hopefully this wasn't Adam uh, in, this, <laughs> in this ski mask <laughs> with the Stop Alabama snitching. Hat. Stop <laughs> <Right>. snitching. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so apparently this uh, guy decided, you know, he needed a little extra money, a little cash strap. The holidays are coming up. Black Friday's coming up. <laughs> Uh, he needed to get a little extra dough. Maybe he got laid off. Uh, Moscow Mitch wouldn't hire him at one of his coal plants. And so the guy decided he's going to rob this store. I guess it's a store. I don't know what this is. is I don't know what this hotel? is. It's like a, a hotel. Yeah, that's yeah, what it looked like. like. A hotel. They got a lobby out here. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a hotel, motel, business office, whatever. She got uh, a fax machine up here. So, yeah, it's got to be a hotel. So this guy runs up. In the store, he pulls out his gun. He's got his uh, got a hat on. Actually, I think could you see this dude's face? No, nah, he got it covered because he got like a t-shirt yeah. or something over his face. Yeah, he got something covering his face. But he runs up in the store, pulls out a gun, and says, "Give me all the money." So the uh, clerk is a woman. Uh, looks like a black woman. She obliges quickly, color. though. She obliges quickly. She just throws yeah, yeah. wads of cash onto the desk. Yeah, she <laughs> she opens up the drawer. She th- throws the money on the desk. She's like, hey, I don't want no problems. Take the money. So As the you robber, you know, he sees all this cash. He's, he's trying to grab it. He got a trash bag. He starts just piling it. She in. handed him a bag. Yeah, she was. he was excited. <laughs> but he realized that, you know what? I got to hold this trash bag with one hand. Uh, right. And I got to shovel this money in with the other hand. And he only got two hands. And when so your hands are full, what do you do? do Ryan? What do you do? He, he decides, hey, I'm going to put the gun down. Hold on one second. Let me put this gun down. <laughs> the only dumber thing he could have done was hand it to the lady and say, could you hold this, please? <laughs> <laughs> but she obliges either way. He he actually left it up there for a good five, eight seconds. You could tell she kind of thought about it. And then she was like, nah, maybe I'll just wait. He's going to be gone in a minute. And then she was like, this dude has ducked all the way down to pick these dollars up off the ground. I'm going to take this this gun before he shoot me. And she right. took it and immediately pointed it at this man, as she should. <laughs> yeah, I, and that, I enjoyed and, this video, though. And that was actually the genius. I'm going back and looking at it. She actually gave him the bag. So yeah, maybe yeah. that was her plan all along. She gave him a little plastic bag, like, hey, put the money in here. Once he got the bag... He put the gun down so he could get the bag. And like you said, she actually was just watching him when he put the gun down at first as he's starting to shovel the money. And I guess some fell on the ground or maybe he just figured I can get more of it on the ground. And once he bent down, that's when she grabbed the gun and pointed it at him. So this fool. Oh, but the funny part. Oh, 
but the funniest part. <laughs> you, right. If you think it's think it's not funny yet, this man. It, so the gun is pointed at him. He runs as he should with the bag right. of money. But yeah. you wait, got a gun Ishmael? pointed at you. You're gonna yeah. run. You're gonna get yeah, up yeah. out of there ASAP. Yeah, yeah. You got to get up out of there. Even me. Boom. You say I got a super Superman complex. <laughs> I, I can't punch no bullets. So you point a gun at me. I'm running. What you can't? I thought you could. You said that one week in blackness. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so he runs out the store. But then he, he has second thoughts, I guess. While he's gone, he's like, man, I really need that gun back. Like, I got some other robberies I was planning on doing. I got a robbery next week. You know, well, how am I going to do a robbery if I ain't got my gun? So he goes back in, and you can tell he's like, uh, can, I, can I just have my gun back? Can I please have a gun back? He might have said, please. Give me that <laughs> And she, of course, does not. So he's just like, man, I'm going to jump over this counter and take my gun back. Slides his legs around. And then, oh, girl, I don't know what she was doing. She must have cocked that mug or something. And then she pointed yep. back at him, and he fell off the counter. <laughs> and yep. runs back out the door. She should have shot him, man. And yeah, that's that's that was going to be the question I was going to ask. Like, do you shoot in that situation? Because he did come back in. It looks like he asked maybe politely, and then she said no, and he hops up on the counter like, you about to give me this gun. And like you said, that's when she cocked it back. Uh, She knows, apparently knows enough about guns to know that, okay, maybe this thing is loaded, but if he didn't cock it back, you pull that trigger, nothing's happening. So when he got on the counter, she cocked it back, and that's really when he's like, oh, like, I got to go. Now, when you look at it at the end of the day, I mean, how much did he get from her? He might have got two hundred dollars. How much was that gun worth? Like that gun might have been probably more than he got five six hundred dollar <laughs> gun. So he went in trying to rob somebody and got a net loss of two hundred <laughs> three hundred dollars. So, but I do. So, do you think you would have shot him in that situation? Yes, I think I would have shot him immediately when I pulled the gun back. Like I think I would have pulled the trigger because you can't. You can't really take no chances, man. You don't know what this dude's going to do. And definitely once he jumped up on that counter, that's definitely a shot. You know. It, it, but who knows, man. She probably there. She listening to him. We can't hear him. I don't think it was no audio on this, was it? No. No, it's no uh, audio. I just hit the audio. I ain't hearing nothing. Yeah, I don't well, think Let me so. see. I guess it was just straight Yeah, it's just silence. It's just surveillance. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, she hearing the dude talking. Maybe he sound like an idiot. So she was just like, just being straight disrespectful. Like, I ain't going to shoot this fool today. <laughs> so, yeah, man. But I would have shot him twice. He would already got shot. <laughs> shot him twice. Yeah. First, when he, quick when he it. got the gun. Yeah, I, she, she, he probably could have got it back if he really had reached for it. But it's probably not worth it because he probably got shot. You know what? I'm going back and looking at this. I think she did pull the trigger. I think she tried to shoot him. And it like, just it wasn't uh, safety was on, and then it looked like she un- she flipped it off. Yeah, the that time. first that first time when he ran, like if you look at her hand, it looked like she tried to pull that trigger. So that's probably how she realized, you know what this this uh, safety is on or hasn't been engaged. So I think she did try to pop him, but then she Yo, did she, spur him she threw that time. she threw that bag up there with all attitude too. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. like take this bag, take your little money. Like, yeah. dang, don't disrespect that man. You should open that bag for him so you can put that money in there. But, yeah, and man. Luck, it's, luckily, it's... this happened in Kentucky, and normally we don't say that, but and not in <laughs> Dallas because if it happened in Dallas, the cops would have probably came and shot the lady. So, shout out if, to this lady for defending herself. 
Um, you know, the guy did get away with some type of money. I have not been able to find a news story about this to find out if he's been arrested. Uh, yeah, he has been arrested. I'm actually looking here. If you had told me this now. story was fake, if you told me this was fake, I also would have believed you because of how he fell off the counter. <laughs> like, it was comedic. <laughs> like, they should have played the Bugs Bunny music or something. <laughs> Slipping all on the floor. Uh, play, the, play the Scooby-Doo running music. Yeah, man. Nope. He, he, he was flipping all over the place. So we, we can fill in the gaps for you now. Uh, this man was named Corey Phillips, 26 years old, of West Paducah, black? Kentucky. He's not uh, black, he white. He is of the Caucasian delegation. Yeah, okay. Woo! And I got it right. Happened, <laughs> this happened at the Country Inn and Suites. So it was a hotel, uh, and police did arrest him after the fact, and he has been charged uh, with the burglary. So, Shout out to that dude. Worst burglar ever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Worst arm robbery. All right. Well, glad to have given y'all a, a decent show. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed it. Uh, uh, shout out to Boxwine Poppy and the baby. Uh, Ishmael, if they want to send us some uh, uh, baby congratulations to not only uh, uh, Paul, but to us for having to put up with Paul having a baby and not being <laughs> on the show, where could they contact us? Right. If you want to send out. Well wishes and greetings to Boxed Wine Poppy. You can do so at Twitter at Boxed Wine Poppy. You can also email us at theblackdelegatespod at gmail.com. And any type of uh, congratulatory uh, messages, we'll make sure we forward to him. Uh, If you want to follow the podcast, uh, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Black Delegates. There's an underscore between Black and Delegates. You can also follow our Facebook page. If you want to hit up the Black Ryan personally, if you want to pull up on him, pull up on Twitter at the Black Ryan, or you can holler at me on Twitter or Instagram at IshCreates. That's I-S-H Creates. Ryan, if people want to help out the show, they want to make sure that Juicebox Baby has a uh, bright future ahead, how can they do so? Yeah, if you want to make sure, if you want to make sure in the future, Juicebox Baby does not become a stupid arm robber, please give us five stars. Just give us five stars. Support the show. That way, uh, Paul doesn't have to be on the streets. He's able to support his family. Therefore, uh, be home with his his uh, his daughter, uh, so she doesn't become a female arm robber. You know, females, y'all y'all rob banks too. We act like this don't happen. It happens. We just don't look for y'all. It's really it's really genius, actually. But uh, we want to keep Paul's uh, little girl off the street as far as armed robberies. So uh, five stars, please. Yep, five stars. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can do that on Podbean. You can do that on whatever podcast app that you listen to. Except for iHeartRadio because they don't bother to read my emails. Yeah, and we're also not on SoundCloud. But pretty much everywhere else, we out there. Yep, yep. So, Ryan, any last words of wisdom? Yes. Take us to next week. Congratulations, Paul. See y'all next week. You the peppy. I need not to see. <laughs>